Today's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Bombas Premium Socks. Talking Simpsons listeners can go to getbombas.com slash lasertime and get 20% off your first order. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the official fan club of Suck Up the Vacuum. This is the Laser Time Podcast Network's official chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I am your host, Sideshow Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Christopher Antista. Uh, the biggest cat in the whole wide world, Henry <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> and today's episode is Black Widower. And it, and it aired- MacGyver, 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 MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear the word MacGyver, I just do that. You hear MacGyver. Hank Azaria saying MacGyver. Uh, today's episode is Black Widower, which aired on April 9th, 1992. Chris, what happened on this mythical day in Simpsons history? <gasps> oh, my, 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 my. Uh, it looks as if Arthur Ashe reveals he has AIDS. Uh, Sam oh, Kinison is oh. killed in a car no. accident. And uh, Bill Clinton has won the New York primary. But uh, setting records, uh, Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay as it sweeps the 64th Academy Awards. Wow. Ran this by Diana, and she says, uh, yes, only one other, two other films have achieved this height in the wow. at the Oscars. It's kind of Actor, interesting. I feel, I feel one like, Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and it happened one night. I feel like feel-good movies were dominating the Oscars mm-hmm. until fairly recently. Like, Citizen Kane lost to, like, uh, The Greatest Year, or, like, How Green Was My Valley, or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, but there was a turning point for the Oscars. Yeah, this is a mean sci- uh, psychodrama of, like, oh, maybe maybe murderers are okay if they're killing uh-huh. other murderers. We, what if they're charismatic? The, we, sh- we should have a 30-20-10 about the original... Hannibal Lecter movie coming up very soon. It Red came Man out Hunter, 30 years ago. Uh, it's Manhunter adapted oh, Man from Red Hunter, Dragon, yeah. and like the world didn't know what that was. Yeah. Didn't care for it when it came out, and almost 10 years later, cared a lot for... Uh, Who played Hannibal Lecter in that Brian movie? Cox. Brian Cox. Oh, man. He was pretty good. You mean Scrubsy? Yeah, actually, there's this great uh, fan edit I saw online of... Uh, because Manhunter is or Red Dragon has been adapted three times yep. because the scene they so they took the same scene from Manhunter, Red Dragon, verbatim from the book, and Hannibal, mm-hmm. ah. and showed like how each of these guys played Hannibal Lecter in this specific scene, and it shows you their differences. It's really Can cool. I just say I Hannibal is so good, so good. Yeah. I can't believe it was canceled. It seemed to be on the uh, like the, I can't the zeitgeist. It was ever on the air. Yeah, if, it, if you see the kind of stuff they pulled on NBC, no, no I, less, right? How many bodies did you sew together, grotesque? <laughs> <laughs> in prime time on NBC, Jesus Christ! And then meanwhile, Sam Kinison's passing that reminds me of uh, I can't remember his name, but it was Sam Kinison's best buddy who was on the Mar- uh, the Mark Maron podcast, who's who's then like his his daughter uh, turned out to actually be Sam Kinison's daughter instead, wow. and uh, he tells the story of like really, being with Sam when he died. It's, yeah. like, it's horrible to because like he he was a wreck, kind of a whirlwind of a person, mm-hmm. and had just sobered up. And was hit by a drunk driver. It was not his fault. God, uh, and fate killed. was taking him out. Crazy, something like that. But uh, yeah, speaking of death, <laughs> I do want to mention Black Widower is also the name of a Sons of Anarchy episode, which caused some confusion <laughs> when I was doing research. And it's yeah. weird because uh, 
there's a Simpsons episode named I'm with Cupid and a King of the Hill episode named I'm with Cupid and they were like one year apart and I'm like oh, you were both on Fox can't you at least like figure this out mm. on your own uh, well so this episode was uh, this has a co-story written credit by Ch- Thomas Chastain yes who was a member of uh, the, like the American Mystery Society because they really <laughs> they wanted to make this an actual mystery they yeah. wanted to make this a mystery episode yeah. I think they ran the the mechanics of the mystery past him and yeah. he died in 1994 I really want to read some of his books I've gotten into mysteries lately in, it seems in, interesting in hindsight watching this episode where you know where it's going and and there's a couple scenes where you're like why didn't the Simpsons make a joke here uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's because it's exposition that'll pay off later to I, the mystery I mean this is practice for the who shot Mr. Burns yeah. like that is a mystery that still, much better Does it much everything better. works as a joke mm-hmm. and as a and as a clue mm-hmm. then they wanted to win the Edgar Award for mystery writing which is a yearly what? thing that gives the, uh, it's a yearly award uh, named after Edgar Allan Poe who wrote the first uh, m- detective story <laughs> the murders in the Rue Morgue uh, uh, and they really the monkey did it just spoiler so they wanted to win the (laughs) The award the razor blade (laughs) they wanted to win the edgar award for television writing and they did not win it and Mm. then mike reese jokes that if they saw how crappy and cheap the award looked beforehand they would have realized they didn't want it he said it looked like it should have been filled with bubble bath (laughs) exactly (laughs) but the episode opens with oh my god i completely forgot this such a time capsule would you turn off that rock and rock music Hey, you don't have a stegosaurus, man. <laughs> <laughs> These talking dinosaurs are more real than most real families on TV. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Look, Maggie, they have a baby, too. It's like they saw our lives and put it right up on screen. Now, no, yeah. we both said now at the same time. I, I have some qualms about no, this. me too. Mommy, I'm home. Just wanted to put on the dinosaurs theme to oh, set the you. mood. So uh, in but- defense, yeah, the dinosaurs, the Jim Henson Productions, mm-hmm. t- ABC sitcom, Dinosaurs, yeah. was a popular show, uh, but a brief flash of popularity right around when The Simpsons yes. came out, uh, a year after The Simpsons. It was definitely in the shadow of The Simpsons. It was 91, I think, or 90. But when you watch it... It's, it's it's Muppets, Al, and the family. Yeah. Like, they even got it's, Sally Struthers to play the same It is character. actually more absurd than The Simpsons. It's I think it's more deeply satirical because yeah. there are, like, issue episodes. Like, yeah. I, I remember my parents laughing conspicuously at the marijuana episode, mm-hmm. which yeah. gave me a lot of insight into my parents' previous lives. I was lives. just going to mention the drug episode. I, I watched... It's, it's all, it was all on Netflix, and there's an episode where the baby grows a horn and becomes a god. Yeah. yeah. A, a more scathing... <laughs> Addressing of religion and the Simpsons had ever done. I do remember at the, that point the grandmother had a, a, a like a uh, what's that called a, a life experience, a death experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was supposed to, she die. Was supposed to die. She yeah. was taken to the tar pits to die. And a preacher was then selling like tracts of land in heaven uh, based <laughs> yeah. on her near death experience. The, the show so. it's very odd, but it, it doesn't. It does hold up well just because of how weird it looks. Well, and they even <clears throat> during. Operation Desert Storm, when nobody was mocking it on TV, they made a two-parter yes. about what a pointless made-up war it was to distract people from things. Yeah, and war like, stood for we are rights, which yeah. is like, that is the most liberal <laughs> message you could put well, on that's, the, the show that, in that era. Here, here's the reality behind it. Dinosaurs looked a lot like the ripoff of The Simpsons because uh, The Simpsons are what got it on the air. Exactly. The, Jim Henson had tried to get the show on the air before, his idea being a family who is toxic to its own environment. Jim Henson, <laughs> reputed hippie. 
yeah. and that and that was the basis for the show and no one really wanted to do it until like what was that Jim Henson idea where the family hates one another and they're all dysfunctional mm-hmm. now the Simpsons is popular let's put it on the air and and dinosaurs was popular yeah uh, it was just incredibly expensive and and you can go back and look at it now and like yeah how the fuck did they do this and by 20 the time times a year it was over it yeah. was like not popular it yeah. got it well, was they really moved the well, time slot around so much yeah it moved the time slot around but i also think people like got sick of the baby like it was urkelizing the baby too the baby lo- was it everywhere. was the voice of elmo Kevin the baby Clash. had its own song i think yeah. its own single baby. i have it all right up there did me. you take a picture of it and tweet it recently uh, i took a picture of charlene and tweeted that because okay. yes. you have a, chris antis has a charlene happy meal toy it is or the worst toy did you did you use it? No. Does, what does it has it do? an air pressure gauge. It is the worst toy in the universe. What, what is its action? You push a thing in the back, which moves air through a hose, creating a hydraulic system that <laughs> moves a phone a half an inch closer to her face. Oh, that's our Charlene. Yeah, she uh, loves the phone. Okay, <laughs> but so the Simpsons felt that they were being ripped off, and like it felt like a lot from Mike Reese too, because he's the guy who also on other ones is just like uh, they canceled uh, the critic for King of the Hill, and and Hank Hill is just uh, Homer wearing glasses, which he isn't. Yeah, like, I don't get he, that commentary at all. But like, if I've ever met him in public, I'd ask him. He's It'd very, be very awkward. He does seem slightly defensive on those things. And the same deal here, he says like it's the same show. Like no, the the like the Bart guy, the the Bart character they make is Bart on the show. He's a teenager. He's mm-hmm. not Bart. He has teen problems. Yeah, not and he's, he's competent, smart, and an overachiever. As the yeah. daughter is a little ditzy, so not like Lisa. The only comparison they have, even slightly, is the Marge and Homer characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they're both like Earl and the character who is played by uh, Lucille Bluth. Yeah, yeah, Jessica yeah. Walter. Uh, it's, it's, I, I don't think the Simpsons will be daring enough to kill every character on the last episode like dinosaurs did. Dinosaurs really, uh, it really <laughs> shut itself out from like a streaming revolution where it could be brought back. So which Patreon tier is the dinosaurs uh, talking dinosaurs? That's only like, I, like my buddy showed me um, in Orlando in Disney World when the lights go out just a certain way and one of the facades is still like baby the baby dinosaur really in uh, wow. Hollywood Studios it still has a little piece there to, to remember That's dinosaurs beautiful. by okay so after the dinosaurs yeah, I want to talk more about dinosaurs that was our 10 minute that, dinosaurs that, but unlike a lot of episodes of Simpsons like that's the only like non-storyline joke yeah. that yeah. happens and it's over with in less than a minute so did you it notice immediately happened, this oh, immediately happens now kids I know you're all excited about meeting Aunt Selma's new boyfriend tonight <laughs> but I think that before he gets here I should tell you something about him you see, Aunt Selma has this crazy obsession about not dying alone. So in desperation, she joined this prison pen pal program. Her new sweetie's a jailbird. Cool. He could teach us how to kill a man with a lunch tray. Now, now, he's an ex-convict. He's paid his debt to society. And how come you're not using the good silverware? I'm just not. <laughs> so did you notice uh, in that section too they have a uh, three dream bubble things again in yes. third episode in a row they've well not third in a row but they've done it they did it in Homer at the Bat they did it in the one with the uh, separate vocations and Wonder, when they took the Wonder test Bat as well yeah yeah so th- this is yeah. the third time there's another there's another third time in this episode too we'll get too soon but yeah and then so I was definitely as a kid shocked when it was Sideshow Bob. I did not think Sideshow Bob that, was coming. I don't back. remember if that was in the promos watch, when I saw it coming. I'm sure it was in the commercials, but I didn't see the commercials. For and this and one. just remember, at this point, it wasn't a tradition for Sideshow Bob no. to come back. This was his second. Well, it's like fourth appearance, but his second to voice as appearance. as Kelsey Grammer. Yes. And here's a little clip of that. Everyone, I'd like you to meet. Ah, Sideshow Bob. What the. 
Selma, dear, I'm afraid the children's reaction is quite understandable. You see, Bart here is the Seamus in short pants who sent me to prison. That's right, Aunt Selma. Your new boyfriend here framed Krusty the Clown for armed robbery. <gasps> Gee, if some snot-nosed little kid sent me to prison, the first thing out I'd find out where he lives <laughs> and tear him a new belly button. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Simpson, you're forgetting the first two noble truths of the Buddha. I am not. Yes, you are. <laughs> One, existence is suffering. Two, the cause of suffering is desire. In this case, my desire to do high-quality children's programming. And that's... Uh, one, voice is beautiful. Yeah, mm. what, I love Kelsey Grammer. I, I don't know. I never thought I'd love Kelsey Grammer again because I hated Frasier so much. But, <laughs> and I don't anymore, by the mm. way. I've come around on it. He seems like kind of a turd in real life. So. Yeah. Speaking of the return of Bob, I noticed in a lot of these late-season three episodes, they're really calling back to their own continuity. We've seen that's a lot of previous references. what I was going to point oh, out. Wow, this, okay. is, this is one of, I would say, a dozen... A dozen points of continuity The Simpsons ever kept for the first ten years. That's right, yeah. And it's it's the biggest. It's the only thing that shows you that time even moves on and there's a sequence <laughs> to the episodes in The Simpsons for the most part, other than like Burns' head gift and uh Yeah. <laughs> With every Bob episode that they do recap every last instance, right? Yeah. Like, he and did that's, this, he did that, he did that. And that's what makes this weird because up until this point, but I forget that Bob's crime was relatively meager. It is understandable that he could get out of jail in two years yeah, because it was robbery. armed robbery, yeah. just armed robbery, just armed robbery. So, so Bart is still ten. Like he yeah. doesn't, he's not twelve when he gets out. But you kind of have to just fudge those things. And uh, so when he's telling a story, like when it gets to the Emmy, that's how you know the Simpsons had won an Emmy in the year in between. Yeah. So they had a lot of Emmy jokes. Like I was they surprised had- they just kept it an Emmy. It was just like yeah. not even like a parody of the Emmy. I love that whole sequence. I only clipped this 10 seconds from uh, his, his description of uh, the courtship of Selma. And <laughs> Dear Selma, your latest letter set off a riot in the maximum security wing of my heart. Oh! Okay, Ugh. that clip, Chris. That's mm-hmm. one of three instances of women sinking into a tub in yeah. ecstasy. One is Marge, yeah. Rancho yeah. Alasco, yeah. sorry, Rancho Relaxo. The other one is is uh, Edna yes. reading Woodrow's letter. And this now is the this, third one in a row. It sounds like that's right. the extent of what the Simpsons writers know about women. Yes, when a woman reads a letter, she's so turned on oh. she can't keep her head above water. But seriously, women do masturbate in bathtubs. <laughs> Just saying. I think especially 30 years That's ago. That's what jets are for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, there was a couple of one-off jokes in there. The 24601 joke, that is the number oh, right. of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables, mm. and, uh, oh. which it's this he sings it in the musical. So I, I'm not so well read. I have not read the book. <laughs> I, I just know that for the musical. I just know the number. It's like the CalArts Two, number. 24601. <laughs> it's like uh, Homer before the voice change. And also... Kelsey Grammer, four years before this episode aired, spent 30 days in jail for a DUI cocaine possession in 1988. Yeah, there's a lot of wrecked cars behind Kelsey Grammer. Uh, He has real substance abuse issues. I I didn't know about that. Uh, He he fell off a stage once on Disney World. It's one of the greatest videos on the internet. (laughs) Was he he on coke or just Uh, like... uh, He's a UN interpreter. Oh, good lord. And also he has a one-off joke. He says, a lifetime conservative Republican, which is also what I believe Kelsey Grammer's real-life politics Yeah, he's, he's very conservative. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, though clearly he can tell a, he's fine with joking around with the Simpsons, who are mostly liberal dudes, and it is would then come to fruition in season six with Sideshow Bob Roberts. That makes perfect sense, yeah. Yes. We see the same thing about the crowded prisons, the revolving yeah. door <laughs> system. Yeah. <laughs> 
But in, in, in the meantime, he does propose to Selma, like, the second after we there introduces a couple. If I did something bold and shocking in front of your family. All right. There are no tongues. Although kissing you would be like kissing some divine ashtray. Mm-hmm. That's not what I had in mind. Selma, will you marry me? <gasps> Don't be a fool, Aunt Selma. That man is scum. Then call me Mrs. Scum. <laughs> there, there are a lot of great Bob jokes that I feel are signaling to the audience like he hates, he hates Selma. Like it doesn't can't happen stand. as early as you think, though. Yeah, I mean, he did. He mentions later, like God, God made 168 pounds of women, a woman for me, and then yeah, what? Like, he said 41 years 41 ago. 41 years ago, right? God made 168 pounds of clay and made it into a woman. So says her age and her weight. The two things you should never do, especially on her special day. At, at his, during his wedding speech. Yeah. Now, con- there's also Sorry, I blew that line. My there's fault. there's a controversy. Uh, in this, the right for the writers in this episode, where Snake is in this, this is like his fourth appearance by this point. But it's where he is named Snake. It Snake, is where he I'll, says, I'll miss you most of all. I'll miss you most of all. But Snake. that was he had always been Jailbird in mm. the scripts, and mm. he would still be Jailbird in the scripts. And some of the OG Simpsons writers were like, "He's not Snake. He's Jailbird. We did not write that line to be said to Jailbird and call him Snake." I feel like the animators are just pulling models out of a pack. Like, yeah, he'll work. I so, think, yeah. so then in season seventeen, they finally reconcile this by making oh, his no. official name Snake Jailbird. So. <laughs> Thank Wonderfully God dumb. They, they sealed that hole. Uh, it does. It does lead me to a very weird scene. Because oh man, I love Krusty, and I love that. That Krusty is a proxy for every entertainment figure, just mm. because he's he's the only one in Springfield who's not Ken uh, Brockman. That's right, yeah. And so now he's Jerry Lewis, which no. I don't think he's been before, but he's hosting a telethon. <laughs> we now return to the 27th annual Krusty the Clown telethon for motion sickness. Mm. Timpani! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! I love you people! I love my kids! <gasps> Poor little guys. So tragic. So nauseous. You should see the bus they came to the studio in. (laughs) Just wanted to point, I never heard the word timpani until I got the sound effect. Timpani. Uh, Yeah, the drum. (laughs) So, like, this perfectly echoes the relationship between uh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Where uh, Krusty is the silly one Mm -hmm. and Sideshow Bob is, like, the more serious one who wants to do serious things with his life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like... But that's what's... Ladies and gentlemen, the chairman... The and chairman of the board, you know what I'm talking about, and he is Frank he Sinatra. He is Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, never like called Frank Sinatra. Bubble, Sinatra. Yeah. Bubble, crustaloo. I think it's a parody of chairman of the board. I forget what they say, like, the, the No, they don't say this is Frank or whatever. Yeah, they no, never. He says, the chairman of the board, you know who I'm talking about. Come out here, you old goomba. Yeah, and yeah. I just can't tell, like, I don't know. The Simpsons doesn't do those kind of parodies usually of a direct character, but even though it's like he's but the it has of the board, to be Frank because it's Frank who does introduce, who does reunite Dean. them. So yeah, the I got the dates on this this time. Oh, so cool, cool. so you know, Martin and Lewis had been a comedy team. They were famous separate from each other in the fifties, mm-hmm. while Dean before the fifties on a, like a stage level. Yeah, but but they then became a comedy duo of yeah. just the straight man and the goofball. I do the singing. I do the. Cl- <laughs> but Dean, hey, Jerry, I, uh, what you doing? What you doing Eventually, there they they couldn't exist together. Like they were two famous guys. He goes blah blah blah. I think ways. it was really Lewis got all the attention because he was yeah. just a fucking Jim Carrey of his day. Really. Well, Dean did more like than more than Jim Carrey, there there is a documentary about Jerry Lewis that is fascinating because like we know him as this embarrassing clown, a, a Jim Carrey esque like over the top person. And when you see these movies from the 1960s, he's like the only one who doesn't 
like holy shit no one else can do that yeah and, and like not only that that unlike jim carrey lewis immediately started used his stardom to become a director to create his own studio and to control his own projects control and everything you don't hear about him today other than the day the clown cried which the whole yeah. public can't wrap wrap their head around like why is why did one person who started a movie make it unseeable it's funny like tom up, cruise doesn't have that power growing up in the 80s the jerry lewis that i knew was the very self-serious one that was yeah. parodied on animaniacs as mr director mr. like yeah. the super mr. super serious but guy that's, who but would, that is yeah. who he was but he he seized he seized control of his career there I don't know if there's been someone more powerful who's made more money in the entertainment business than Jerry Lewis. Yeah. And and still alive, crossing Mar- fingers he hasn't died before. And he this. was on The Simpsons as Frank's father. Everybody parodied in this scene. Dean Martin was dead before I was born. <laughs> uh, Frank Sinatra dead in 1989. Jerry no, Lewis no, still... Nine, like, it was like 90s. No, it would have been like 92 or something yeah, like that. Maybe yeah. 95, but like Old Jerry Blue Lewis back. still fucking alive and yeah. doing public appearances. Uh, but in, so, okay, so they broke up in 1956. Mm. Uh, uh, and then Jerry Lewis started doing his muscular, muscular dystrophy telethon, which he, I think, only recently quit. Like in quit the last a, few quit years, a, quit host, cause uh, quit hosting. Even it. like in his into his seventies, he would be yeah. there the whole time, the yeah. whole time, because he did love those kids so mm-hmm. much, and he would do it every Labor Day, September fifth, nineteen seventy six. He is surprised on air 20 years after they'd broken up. Dean Martin comes out and they're like, we're back together. And they just goof around and joke. uh, And but Dean is already not liking it. He's like, you're overshadowing me already. I hate this. But that moment was so big to children of the 70s that they've remade it so many times on The Simpsons. They referenced yes. it before this episode, too, and I forget yeah. which one it was. Maybe Bart the Daredevil it happened on or something like that. I think like so, yeah. yeah. I yeah. forget or, what the context was, though. Uh, no, it was on uh, like Father Like Clown, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Him out. They That's always, right. They did it through Krusty. And again, time. people... We're not the old people here. We barely barely remember this too. This is through research. We're the that children we're of the old people. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> so them getting back together was great, though. I guess it was all fake. Like he definitely still hated Krusty. And then Sideshow Mel. Oh, old clown, oh, Mister. <laughs> this guy is a national treasure. That jerk I got to replace you. He isn't fit to hold your slide whistle. All I can be is myself. <laughs> Krusty, can you ever forgive me for framing you and putting you in jail? Hey, if they ever open the books on this telethon, I'm right back in there. <laughs> so that's the first spoken line from Sideshow Mel. Before we heard him, sing, sing, sing. Yeah. sing. Yeah. yeah. But that was, oh, it's so great. I love Sideshow Mel. All I can be is myself. And it looks like uh, a Flintstones character. <laughs> also, a little before this, we the song they're doing karaoke, one, they you can see every time... Bob comes back. They get him to sing more. They just love him singing. It's good. He's good at it. Yeah, and the and the song they are duetting is something stupid, which uh, was made famous by Frank Sinatra singing that with his daughter Nancy in mm. 1967 in a hit song, which is kind of gross. That is like, gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit strange. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, the documentary uh, The Wrecking Crew is great, just because like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> She, Nancy Sinatra tells the story like, yeah, Frank wanted the song "Boots Are Made for Walking." One of these days, these boots are gonna. He's and, she, and Nancy Sinatra's like, that's not a man's song, you asshole. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't sing that, Frank. You can't, <laughs> about, you can't sing about stomping on I a sing woman. Sing whatever I want, baby. I'll do whatever I want, baby. I'm platinum. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, fraud. Uh, what are you calling a? I could probably make a, a Frank Sinatra character, and everybody in the world would believe it's unique because nobody remembers him. <laughs> the biggest celebrity in the universe. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have like two lines that two, they're uh, my favorite lines of the show occur in, in one of the next sequences 
and that's during the wedding planning. Oh yes, uh, oh me too. Chris. From I'm giving it as a tie to both Homer and Selma. That's the joke. I'm thinking cocktail sauce, oh. right? And what would you like for appetizers? Ooh, appetizers. Well, Homer, you seem to be a trencherman. What should we serve? <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with cocktail weenies. Mm. They taste as good as they look, and they come in this delicious red sauce. It looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup. But, brother, <laughs> it ain't ketchup. Oh, man. Well, Selma, he makes a good case. Uh, get whatever you want. It all tastes like styrofoam to me. Selma, dear, I'm confused. Well, when I was a kid, we were playing with bottle rockets, and one shot straight up my nose. I permanently lost my sense of taste and smell. Okay, we've got cocktail weenies and Swedish meatballs. One, I never realized how white trash the dish is going to be for their wedding. Uh, <laughs> and two, two, like, that is, I don't want to call it clumsy, but just like the Simpsons. There's a joke in everything in the Simpsons, just yeah. not with, mm. this is establishing a it's mystery plot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Selma can't smell it. I, I'm not going to ruin the, I don't, I don't want to ruin the mystery for people, so I didn't capture any of that, that stuff. Whenever but, I get cocktail sauce, I always think of that line. Brother, like, yeah. It ain't ketchup. It ain't ketchup. I, I love that Homer loves the tacky food served yeah. at like middle class weddings. Yeah. And also, I did look it up. Trencherman is a hearty eater. <laughs> oh. Defined as a hearty eater by uh, wow. the Webster. Wow, so it's like a, a fancy insult. Yeah. Nice. We also learned that Selma is a virgin. Uh, Mark's asking. No, she's not. No. Really? No, that's the joke. She's saying, so I don't know yeah. how to say this. And she's like, white. white. Okay. Yeah. I'll just. She's she's saying, we're going to have it white. Don't tell me I can't have I, white. I, I, I assume that she's a virgin based on the cutscene that happens at the end of the episode that was never uh, aired. Oh, I swear, we'll get to that. I, it's okay. from another show. I feel like there was a joke. If that show, the show was being made today, she, I, I was expecting a joke about breaking her hymen on a carnival ride. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, but I, I think it's from another also, show. My take on it, Henry, though, though was uh, that she was ashamed of being a virgin, so she just wanted to clear the air. No, like, no, no. no it's white. It's like I can't imagine anyone fucking Selma up to this no, point. No, no, no. That is, that is an old 80s joke, by the way. Like, uh, the, yeah, no, I think it's... Knowing old comedy, the joke is, well, you shouldn't wear white because you're not a virgin. Not and a they're virgin. like, I'm going to wear white. But I was thinking also, of the critic joke, white except for the gloves. That, I <laughs> love that joke. That is the dirtiest joke in that whole it show is, yeah. but but it also canonically she is definitely not a virgin because in the way we was she they say oh these are the dates marge gets because she doesn't put out uh. implying that both patty and some were putting out though patty was putting out for some for a political not, reason <laughs> yeah. uh, but also i swear to god my other line of the show jesus <laughs> that's the joke selma this wedding is spinning out of control can we really afford it I've already run through eight of the ten dollars they gave me when I left prison. <laughs> hey, relax. I told you I got money. I bought stock in a mace company just before society crumbled. That's great. It perfectly <laughs> plays into the cynicism of Patty and Selma. Yeah. It's great. Like, I feel like these characters go really underused after this season. They, they, are, yeah. they are so often background characters in season three that I feel like they just went unused after this. They only popped up in episodes about them, really. <laughs> Simpsons will be right back. Howdy, y'all. Today we have a very countrified episode of our favorite show, The Simpsons. Uh, you want to know how you can avoid being a hayseed hick? I'll tell you what, a good pair of socks. Yes, a good pair of socks, baby. And that's because this show is brought to you by Bombas, Bombas Socks. They have a sock for you that has been carefully created to improve on years of socks complacency in the industry. 
It's, I swear to God, a better toe fit, a better grip. It feels lighter, more comfortable. Bombas has spent two years in research and development in order to help bring you a better sock at a better price. Everything from advanced blister protection on the heels, the technology that helps the stock stay up instead of a creepy-ass sock guard. Bombas has innovated the sock, and I know how silly that sounds, but it's true. Even better for every pair of socks you buy, one pair is given to the homeless. And there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee should you have any problem. Bombas will send you new socks and offer you a full refund. And yes, Talking Simpsons fans, you can get 20% off your first Bombas orders by going to getbombas.com slash laser time. It is just that simple. Why not head to the website, poke around a bit, see if it's right for you, and we'll scamper on back to the show. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. There was this journalism class. Uh, lights were always low. Yeah. And, Ooh, I like it. And, like, trying so hard to stay awake. And my, finally my head does the full-on, like, ah, and I go back and smash the fuck out of the monitor behind me. <laughs> And send up a pig pin level of dust off of the oh, monitor. Oh, there's a domino effect of like all the monitors. No, wonderful. but like the teacher turns around and it's like if he couldn't echolocate whose head hit the mm-hmm. thing, all he had to do is turn around and look at like, okay, like everything's normal. There's a huge cloud of dust around one <laughs> Who's person. the guy with the halo around yes, him? Yes, and I was just like, sorry. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length uncensored and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Uh, and so this was the reveal of his last name is Terwilliger. Terwilliger, which yeah. There was is some uh, disagreement online about where it's uh, from. There's no one source, but it is the name of a Portland street. So I'm going oh, with that one. Yeah, it like like to... half the characters in The Simpsons, yeah. Landers, Quimby, Kearney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If they're if it's not the name of a a Matt Groening family member, then it's a name of a Portland street because he grew up in Portland. And yeah, so I, I'm going with that. Uh, so the the MacGyver thing was great meta commentary uh, because yeah. the episode is becomes MacGyver at the end. A little bit. So. Yeah. Give some of that honey this way. Mm. Holy free holies! <laughs> We've got ten minutes to MacGyver. Driver, here's a fin. Get me home and don't spare the whip. Whatever you say, mom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to get a Barney burping clip. Yes. Uh, that the MacGyver. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It would it's, be over in a couple months. In a couple, because like, yeah. as a, as a kid though, it went for like seven or eight seasons. So mm-hmm. by the time I was aware, aware there was live action television, MacGyver was on throughout <laughs> yeah. my entire let's call it uh, pop culture woke. This period. is April ninety two. It would be over in May ninety two. Really? Yes. Yeah. I looked it I, up. I, I remember when that happened. No, it's coming back. It's a re. It's, it's coming back. It was a, a little weird kid with long hair. Yeah. I do love the MacGyver diversion. Bob being so pissed off. It's uh, great. David Silverman directed this episode. Great. Oh, David Silverman poses. On yeah, Bob. and yeah. I, I just love this because you know you live with somebody you. I've had a couple things with my lady that you just shut up about and endure because you know she does that for you and you don't have this kind of argument. Thank you, Senor MacGyver. You've saved our village. Don't thank me. Thank the moon's gravitational pull. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect MacGyver line. That MacGyver's a genius. First of all, he's not a genius. He's an actor. And second, he's not much of an actor. You're lying. 
You're lying! No, Selma, this is lying. That was a well-plotted piece of non-claptrap that never made me want to retch. (laughs) 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 Just when I saw... He was so mean. I can't describe this to make it sound important, but I just... I did think MacGyver was a thing that was always on the air, because that's Mm. the way it had seemed to me, and that this joke would last forever, that that we're doing a show where I have to explain to people what MacGyver might be. This was pointed out in uh, Homer Alone, I think, this this Mm -hmm. element of their lives, and I think it just really reflects their uh, ultimate mediocrity as people. Like, Patty and Selma are the most mediocre, (laughs) boring people ever, and and that's why they like MacGyver so much, it was the most mediocre show on TV at the time. But yeah, that animation of, like... by the way, really great. Yeah, the really good. Uh, but the way Bob is animated, just like so restlessly sitting, of just like re-moving. Well, yeah, when I, he's I, doing that, but when they're watching the end of it, he's just like recrossing his arms, yeah. moving again. I like, love him just like glancing over at them, like, "Are yeah. you serious? You, like, you're you still really, watching this? You like this? Yeah. I mean, I just it's hard to imagine a world without an internet connected phone. Hey, <laughs> watch this thing you don't like for an hour with a lot of commercials. <laughs> okay, now so knowing how it ends, knowing mm-hmm. how the episode ends. Do you think that he actually couldn't stand MacGyver and he was about to ruin his plan by getting by breaking up with her own MacGyver? Or was his plan already to not like MacGyver to then set up a reason to leave, which would later become his alibi? I, I don't know. And the only note I have on this is that like I wasn't expecting a Mer Diddley Erdler <laughs> because like this scene was so genuine. Like yeah. a genuine couple's argument of someone of Bob wanting to stay in love with a person mm-hmm. and, and and make something work because like other than a murder plot, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yes, like, I agree, Chris. Like uh, I love this episode. It's mm-hmm. it's funny. I like the mystery, but Bob's motivation doesn't make any sense yeah. because I feel like killing Selma, mm-hmm. Bart wouldn't care. Like I think Marge or, or Homer would love it. Actually, uh, Marge would be broken up, but why? Why does Bob care about Marge's feelings? Like I don't yeah. get why he wants to kill Selma outside no, no. of just him being a psychopath. No, this is about money. money. He wants this one is for money. Okay, it's only after this does he. No, but oh, was it the maze stock that he wants or what? Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just it's just yeah. this it's just this sequence. We're a package. Love me, love MacGyver. I guess the wedding's off. Selma, I don't know what to say. Just tell me you like MacGyver. Very well, I... (laughs) I... Oh, I love this. I can't do it! Even that car chase seemed tacked on! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, would you two knock it off? I hate all the programs Marge likes, but it's no big deal. You know why? No. Go on. Whenever Marge (laughs) puts on one of her non-violent programs, (laughs) I take a walk. I go to a bar, I pound a few, then I stumble home in the mood for love. So that, that's what that's really dark. Homer offered <laughs> advice to the murder plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that, that I don't want to overanalyze. You're right, it. Chris. Like, like Bob does leave while she watches yeah, MacGyver. That was the plan. I mean, yeah. that is part of his plan, though. Maybe he just altered his plan to like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just make this work within. But the as plan. a kid, still no idea, no yeah. idea anything's going to no, happen, I, that anything's different. About the money motivation, Henry, I, I do think they should have laid in more of that because I feel like even watching this the 40th time, it was never clear like that yeah. was what he wanted. You know, but uh, the I mean, this is also the last time you could think Bob had gotten better because yeah. <laughs> because every later time you're like well yeah you're crazy and then th- that's why they could do the opposite of this in the side so Cecil episode which should have been the last Bob episode they really should never I have think it was back. meant to be the last Bob episode and, and in that one it was the reverse of like no he did clean up his act and no one 
does believe yeah, it. Yeah, and it was a great twist that his brother, spoilers, yeah. was the actual psychopath. I can't wait for that episode. But uh, but anyway, yeah, the so they get married. They do the wedding. Uh, <laughs> the, I like the bit with Lisa being jealous of the flower girl, which I swear was not on the version cut I taped off. Cut out in syndication. I am okay. positive it was. Um, because it, it it's one... If it just had ended of Lisa being jealous of the flower girl, but then mm. it goes on a little too long. Was it Lisa jealous of Maggie? Yeah, Lisa okay, being I jealous. So. I could be well, a better she... flower girl. I'm not going to fall down all the time. Uh, my favorite, I almost got Chief Wiggum, but it's it's too visual to play here. <laughs> Chief Wiggum, you've been around. You don't trust Sideshow Bob, do you? Ah, oh, lighten up, son. If he was going to commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I set it down when I got a piece of cake. His, his his IQ is dropping precipitously. It's a new uh, level of incompetence yeah. for him. He because he has to be that stupid for the stuff to work in this episode. And uh, also the crusty do something funny thing on video that was from one of the writers of the show at oh, a right. wedding. Uh, Gary Shandling was at his wedding, and they're like, "Gary, do something funny," and uh, he didn't do something that funny on it. And it was just him being troubled of like, "Hey, comedian at this wedding, be funny on the spot right now." Like, it was funny to see Krusty just being a normal guy yeah, and trying to get through it. Ten inch pianist. That's pretty. That is pretty funny. We do get two really important sideshow Bob sound effects. One is uh, like, and uh, does, does he end the, the act on this crazy laugh? The first yeah, like, yeah, crazy yeah. sideshow Bob laugh, which uh, would become a, just a staple, and then later we see no, the, it's his second one because he the second act break on Krusty gets busted also is him oh, laugh right. like he's like oh, crying oh, oh. <laughs> okay you're right yeah this feels more like a signature laugh but then we also have the shutter later which we'll get to oh the shutter love yes. it but yeah so as a kid I was definitely shocked of like he's evil uh-huh. he's still evil even it, even though they revealed him it was still surprising <laughs> in 1992 so when he sends they for plot purposes, they have to send the VHS of their honeymoon to them, but that must have been like overnight or something. Unless it doesn't he's make any sense. Her. It doesn't make any sense. Right, killing her it, like a week into it. It does make sense in a uh, now world. Yeah, yes. you could absolutely see someone's honeymoon the second it's happening. But uh, yeah, well, we know that Patty and Selma have maternity leave they're not going to use, so that could be like a month long vacation. <laughs> at wherever, be, yeah. he's going to kill her that late. You love the fucking it? rolling like, boulder thing. Week. Uh, is but, he, that's right, dear. Enjoy your rest. The wedding was very tough on you, and the honeymoon is going to be murder. <laughs> so, and I'm Jesus, with Al- and a <laughs> Google alert happening yeah. in the background. So I'm with Algene. I'm with Algene that him having the sex couldn't have been that hard. Yeah, it was a little, little right? mean, like. As time has passed, I feel like the jokes at Patty and Selma's expense are a little mean spirited. Like, let them just be boring yeah, and, uh, and gross. It it's they can't draw them to be as grotesque as I think the writers want them yes, to be. Yeah, because that wouldn't make much sense. But I do love that they're unfuckable goons <laughs> meant for one another. Uh, I, I, I love like, that about. Them. I do like their negativity more than the jokes about them having hairy legs. Yeah, they're, they're like unattractive yeah. from every level, and yeah. it's great to have characters like that. Yes, that's true. I mean, they're horrible people, but <laughs> also the worst. But they also have to keep making jokes about like, well, they have, they have uh, facial hair, they <laughs> they smell horrible, they have disgusting feet, out of weight, their hair sucks, uh, yeah. their taste is terrible, their apartment is, the is disgusting, they have blackheads, like all these things. But so him, 
it is such a great writery joke of all the ways he threatens her while whilst rubbing her feet. Oh, yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, do you not have that? No, I didn't. I, you're absolutely right. It's like three gonna... languages yeah. to get out of. Like, uh, yeah, that's Sanskrit for "I'm going to kill you." What? what what's that? Like. Oh, you know, you know MacGyver's going to be on soon. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, just if you haven't seen this in a while, it is fun to watch as a mystery. It's yeah. very Encyclopedia Brownie. Um, it looks good. Like, it's a great looking show. Like, yeah. so much is happening at night with all kinds of great colors yeah. that you really don't see I in the mean, show David, that often. David Silverman is so good. His direction and his team is so good in this one. Like, even the little things, like the Cool Hand Luke reference when the in in the story of him being in jail like just the way he crumples the the cup in his hand yeah, when he picks really it up, it's just beautiful and there's one particular scene we'll get to later that is so perfect for this episode just yeah. the tension of a uh, possible murder mm-hmm. uh so when bart realizes it's the the what's going to happen macgyver 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 and so <laughs> Sorry, I only wanted the. I love also. I love Bart's head popping into frame yeah. with this crazy expression. Though yeah. when he retells the story, there is some continuity errors there Uh-oh. because he re- realizes this surrounded by the whole family. But then when he's explaining it in the flashback oh, right. to Homer, it's just with Homer. Four <laughs> jokes about how stupid Homer is. That's why so there's Homer like, has to be alone. There is but. like a diagram. There's a puppet show. There's like Bart turning on the stove. <laughs> he makes it clear. Like I told him. Four diff- after trying to explain to him four different ways how it is, I then told mom once and we then left. Great, great tiny joke to the Simpsons mobile. <laughs> yeah, we- and with the explosion out- backfiring yes. out of their car. I love how, how dumb Homer is, but he immediately becomes heroic. Like, let's yeah. go! We're doing it. And then, of course, the series' second ever psycho reference of the turning of the chair back oh, around. Right, well, yeah. so, you were having such a lovely evening. And then I went and spoiled it all by doing something stupid like explode you. Sideshow Bob, I'm afraid the only victims here are the good people at Best Western Hotels. <laughs> we Again, miss, their honeymoon is at a Best Western. It's, it's completely visual, but we totally missed the, uh, the Selma like pulling the cigarette out, pull, yeah. like, holding the match up in the air. Really like, every good. amazing shot of her just striking the match and nearly it is, like, yeah. If you want to talk about it. And Bart running in and grabbing her hands. Yeah, too, yeah. the kind of stuff the Simpsons won't do today. Yeah, like, exactly. and I, I never mentioned it, yeah. but like I, I cut it out during the sound effects, but... Homer, like, showing how he would cut a person who put him in jail yeah, over and over in like front of Bart's eyes. It's like, like the, it's the kind of thing that the modern Simpsons lacks. It's yeah. very, very nice visual Those joke. little touches, yeah. And, and also, I did love when he says, do you got, time, you got room in your prison for a two-time loser? Well, no, frankly, but they never stopped us before. <laughs> like, it's so great. Lots of wonderful veiled jokes at the prison system, including, of course, the last one, which I loved the most. I'll be back. You can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when they get in, I'm back on the streets with all my criminal buddies. So I love Cape, this music. Cape, Cape Fear, Fear would air in the fall of 1993 uh, when Bill Clinton was in the office. So he did get out of prison once right. the Democrats w- were there. We wouldn't meet Birch Barlow to way after this? Oh, oh yeah. That'd be going to take us another year to get to yeah. Birch Barlow? Mm-hmm. And uh, also this... Bob episode too much blood on the knob (laughs) this this Bob episode ends with a fun callback to Krusty gets busted because 
So when Bart saves Krusty, uh, you know, they say, like, oh, we're sorry, Krusty, it'll never happen again. They says, well, there was one little not. boy who never lost faith in me. Oh, Thank right. you, Bart. Marge ends this one with, Bob fooled everybody, but there was one little boy who never lost his sense of distrust. Yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. line. It's, you're right. That's an excellent call. And back. we did miss how they still had the room explode, but it was because of Wiggum. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the gas. Like, he throws a match behind <laughs> him. Gas. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, okay. why did the room explode? The reason why we don't have clips of that is because, uh, uh, like, to the sh- this episode's credit, it's it's visually great. Uh, especially during these sequences. Uh, it is a gorgeous episode. Yeah. And, and by the way, I was just at Comic-Con, and I I was told I might get to interview David Silverman. It, did, it fell Aww, through, but geez. I so wanted to talk to him. Maybe I would, I would have a billion days, questions. Like, I would annoy the hell out of him. Uh, I know. Missed, there's one cut scene. This episode was supposed to end with Patty and Selma together. Patty uh, asking Selma, so how was it? Yes. And Selma says, it would have been worth it even if he had blown me to bits. So that leads me to believe that she did lose her virginity on that uh, honeymoon. That, all right. <laughs> please, please. I, wow. I'm, a, I'm a Selma virginity truther, as we talked about our other trutherness on other episodes. So and One of my favorite lines, I forgot to get it, was like, you tried to kill me. I want a separation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and his, his the shutter after having sex, that is the one they reuse for the rakes. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the Say, or they just told him to do it again, but it is so perfectly the same shutter that I think they just reused. The I think shutter. on the commentary they just said they pulled that, and that's yeah. what you hear oh, twenty times. And well, we'll get to it in like six, six months, months. I guess. Months? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this was a great return of Bob. The start of the Bob series of episodes. Yeah, and I think is, is it might be at an even tender twelve at this point. I, I, I cashed out around seventeen. I love 18. this I, one. Yeah. Oh, really, cousin Merle? <laughs> I, I mean, I did. <laughs> young going to heaven. I did watch the one, the Italian Bob, which was kind of fun. That's the last one I saw. I yeah. believe Bart was being like in a, in a coffin, about to yeah. be burned alive. Well, I the think. last one I saw, if we're talking sideshow Bob, is the Universal Studios ride where he ah, is the yes. main villain. And, yeah. and, uh, right. it's, it's absolutely no Harry wonderful. Shearer, but you get Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. Still need to ride that. And yeah. I, I mean, it does make sense. Like Sideshow Bob atta- uh, sabotaging things in Krusty World. That's mm-hmm. the per- or Krusty Land. That's the it's perfect way to set up. <laughs> it's the perfect way to set up a, a oh the ride's gone wrong yeah, thing that happens in every every place. ride. And I, I feel like the, the writers love Bob because he's like another Burns. Like yeah. let's write flowery dialogue for this like stuck up character. Let's use all those fun. Harvard words we never get to use. And, <laughs> oh, you love the ride, Bob. It, every, every character is all CG. Grad school wonderful. finally paid off. Really? Oh, yeah. All CG? I don't want to yeah. ride it it's anymore. It's a great... It's honestly <laughs> it's a great fun. You'll love it. Okay. I you'll mean, love you'll it. also just love being around Springfield. And especially if you're a nerd because they've, they hollowed out and uh, scooped out the guts of uh, Back to the Future ride. But get yeah. Christopher Lloyd to reprise his role as Doc Brown. Really? Or one-off yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's something that... Line, I, yeah. I, I will not go off on this, but every time Disney gets rid of a beloved ride, they leave a mark or a piece of it behind. Oh, neat. For example, you, I love uh, Country Bears, and you go to Disneyland, and it's replaced by Winnie the Pooh ride. If you turn around immediately when you go on the ride, you can see the uh, old robot heads. Oh, wow. You go into the Winnie the Pooh, and um, they're on, they're Disney on World, you see a, a, like something that looks like a, a knot in the wood, and it's the shape of the Nautilus that used to be there. Wow. And, uh, and and and. Universal hadn't done that because it just scraped, you know, scraped the world of their rights. Well, and, and, well they lose the rights. Yeah, they so lose the rights. Like, but like uh, Christopher Lloyd is there, and like it's a bummer to see Back to the Future ride go. But it is a two and a half minute ride, and it's on the DVD, the, yeah. the Blu-ray and yes. DVD. And I did ride that one at least while it was still on. <laughs> yeah. There, so I had that. And, the, 
Yeah. It's a ride that no longer exists anywhere until last until a few not months true. ago it was in Osaka, but they that is closed. Not now. not true. I actually met one of the guys who worked on the the ride, uh, buddy Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he like the ride is built. You know this like stupid little carnival. It looks, oh, okay. it looks like a piece of a monorail that's on a rod right. that can be lifted oh, and has yeah. a TV screen. It's in it. like, like a mechanical bulb with a yeah, car he, on Yeah, he top said of it. like yeah. it was tra- tragic because they destroyed every DeLorean because like yeah. a collector market can't exist in a capitalist co- economy. Yeah. Like if you can't make the money off of it, so you destroy <laughs> these things. But uh, they could port that to like any one of any VR. any part yeah, yeah any park in the so world they can do that yeah mm. but I mean the ride with the Delorean yeah, and with, the institute with a thirty minute uh, and, Biff and Doc Brown lead up yeah is, all that stuff's gone but the yeah, Simpsons but the, it, it, and I would complain more if the Simpsons area wasn't so cool uh, it looks and I've, I've never been to this Florida one and I haven't been to the revamped one in, 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 in Hollywood. Hollywood yeah Bob, but it was still pretty great why don't the three of us just plan a trip together to I, uh, I'm, Universal I'm, I'm totally down we can mm-hmm. do podcasts there yeah we can maybe record a little bit of a video yeah it's I mean, the Springfield of Orlando is so lovely. Yeah, if I can just say that. like, um, Videos look awesome. I do believe part part of why the Back to the Future ride was fun for me as a, as a young lad was that it, there's a third... The ride... It's, the video's on the DVD of the, 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 the ride. It is and, two and, and a half Doc minutes. And the Brown stuff, too. But the Doc Brown lead-up and the line cue stuff is original footage with Tom Wilson and Christopher Lloyd. And it's great, and it's all on the DVD too. But it's all stuff you see in the line. So what you see in the line, like no matter how long the Simpsons ride line is, it's just Simpsons clips. It's Robot Chicken style Simpsons uh, clips of every time they've been to a theme park fair oh, or uh, like, any kind of public quick, event. When you're in the Quickie Mart, they're showing only clips from Quickie Mart. I want that in every mm-hmm. line. When basically. you're in the restaurants, they're showing clips from restaurants, mm-hmm. and they clearly like. I bet for licensing reasons, they're like you only get up to season ten, but that's only what I want yeah, anyway. Yeah. It's only what anyone wants. And I've only been recently able to confirm because I went there twice because let's say Universal. It ain't Disney. <laughs> I call it the island of misfit IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of it is related Can I to go one on another. The backdraft ride still. Yeah, it, uh, there's yeah. a Waterworld show still at Yikes. Universal's Hollywood. Yikes. Insane. The Blues Brothers will come out and greet you in front of Shrek Land, in front of Curious George, a bunch of stuff like it's impossible to like all of this. <laughs> be nobody a mystery machine. Yeah, and nobody likes all of this. Like, uh, but um, what what we saw the first time we went there is like there's that chashki of like the customized license plates with your name on it. And of course, there's a Bort, and there. And every time I went, it was empty, and I thought that was just part of the joke. And it, it took like a year, like, oh, you can actually buy Bort license plates oh, there, but man. they sell out within moments. Moments of being put out, people buy the Bort license plates. I assume they plates. just never make them as part no, of the joke. Everything with a customized name has a Bort. I was very lucky to get a Bort. Oh, oh wow, you have a Bort? Uh, it was beautiful. But anyway. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us, people. That was Black Widower, one of the greatest episodes of season three, yeah. I think. I've been Bob Mackey, your host. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. You can find that at usgamer.net or retronauts.com every Monday. And I also write for somethingawful.com every other Thursday. So check that stuff out over there. Uh, wow! Bob Mackey! Oh, my God. It's been real loud. Jesus. Literal <laughs> tens of episodes since I've heard that. <laughs> I need that every episode, Chris. Please, uh, Chris Antista. I'm Cantista on Twitter. I don't think I've said anything in weeks, uh, but but I do say a lot of stuff on podcasts like Laser Time, where we usually pick a pop culture to- po- topic. Run with that on thirty twenty ten, which is a a wonderful little portal into that week in uh, history thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago. We talk about what a lot of nine eleven talk in a recent episode. It's very strange, Whoa. and you wouldn't think so. Yeah, but, wait a uh, minute. Yeah, find out why. And two episodes in a row. I will say, Brett and I. 
one of our personal favorite movies where we didn't realize were released a week apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and we talked in a very long fashion about them and even wrote about them on lasertimepodcast.com where you can find that all of the shows and this one grouped together with any pertinent links and all that stuff. And I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can follow me there. And uh, I write for fandom.wikia.com. That is my job. But I still am part of the Laser Time family on this stuff. And I'll appear on other podcasts here and there. And uh, But you should really know that this podcast is brought hey, to you by patreon.com slash laser time in case we haven't mentioned it you before. You made it happen. And so everybody there who made it happen has exclusive access to the first season of Talking Simpsons. 13 episodes are there waiting for you. Just for $5 a month, though. For ten dollars, did you say let blacksmithers be your guide? The, huh? the blacksmithers is your guide. Uh, you if you scroll back, find them now. Yeah, though, but no, I, I can link to an article with them all. Oh, cool. Well, they um, might have to do another one of those because even now that one's probably like the, a dozen deep into our mm. posts. But anyway, yeah, that support makes this all worthwhile, and every dollar counts. Mm. So thank you very much for all that. I definitely ran into some Laser Time fans at Comic Con, oh, cool. nice. so thanks everybody. We we love doing it. Cool. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week when Bart goes to see Spinal Tap. Later. Wow. Infotainment.